When you think of Bacardi, do you think of fun times on the beach with a piña colada or rum and coke? The beautiful island of Puerto Rico is home to Casa Bacardi, the world's largest premium rum distillery. And today we get to speak with General Manager Wesley Cullen to learn more about this iconic venue and beverage. Stay tuned to hear why the island is super accessible for U.S. travelers from Brad Dean, CEO of Discover Puerto Rico. We won't have to convince you to plan a trip to this island of enchantment today on Destination Everywhere, Puerto Rico. Welcome to Destination Everywhere with hospitality and travel entrepreneurs Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. Having traveled to over 100 countries, Todd and Andy bring you unique perspectives with celebrities in the know, hospitality experts, and native connoisseurs to discover must-dos and inspirational destinations to plan your next trip for business or pleasure. So pack your bags and get ready as we bring you Destination Everywhere with Todd and Andy. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Destination Everywhere. I'm Andy McNeil, along with my partner, Todd Blowworth, and we are so excited. We're going to Puerto Rico, one of our favorite Caribbean destinations. Been there many times and have so much fun when we go. There's so much to do, but let's just talk a little stats about Puerto Rico first. You know, it's an island located in the Caribbean, just east of the Dominican Republic. And if you haven't been, you got to go. It's a U.S. territory. So if you're a U.S. citizen, there's no task, no passport needed. And it's really easy to get to from the U.S. So really think about that when you're planning your trip. So Todd, what are some of your best experiences that you've had over the years when we've gone to Puerto Rico? I love Puerto Rico. A couple of things that I've done that are very memorable. The first time I went there was on a cruise ship. So we stopped in Old San Juan and saw the fort and a couple of things. And I thought I had seen Puerto Rico, but until you go back on an airplane and get outside of San Juan, you really don't get to see it, the island. But I did some ATV tours up in the mountains, amazing properties all along the coastline, which is absolutely wonderful. And of course, you know, they're an island, so it's nothing but resorts around the country and beaches. It's absolutely wonderful. And of course, the Bacardi factory. Matter of fact, we're going to be speaking to someone from Bacardi in a second. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, look, it's one of my favorite destinations just because there's so much to do. You can go into the rainforest and see all the great things you have. With that, you have the beaches, like you said, Todd, and the snorkeling is just amazing. So up next, stay tuned. We're going to be speaking with Wesley Elizabeth Cullen, the general manager of Casa Bacardi, the largest premium rum distillery in the world. And she is going to take us through all the great things and secrets about Casa de Bacardi. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Wesley Elizabeth Cullen. She is the general manager of Casa Bacardi on the island of Puerto Rico. We're so excited to have her. Casa Bacardi is the largest premium rum distillery in the world. It welcomes over 200,000 visitors annually for tours, classes, and events. We've done an event there. It was just simply fantastic. It's one of the island's leading event venues. I mean, there's so many great properties on the island, but this one is really unique and something you really need to look at. Now, I know there's a, a little bit of history that I want to start with Bacardi, because I think I don't think a lot of people know the history and the roots of Bacardi. Could you just give a, a kind of a brief overview of that? So I think our listeners would love to hear that. Sure. I mean, it's a 45-minute tour to tell you the whole yeah, right. the, the condensed version, right? It's an amazing history because the company is 159 years old. Wow. 1862, founded in Cuba, as most people are aware. And definitely, you know, Facundo Bacardi was from Spain, went to Cuba. 
been making rum in Puerto Rico since 1936, prior to the Cuban Revolution, because Bacardi was one of the first multinationals, the first companies in Cuba to be exporting already prior to the revolution. Part of why they might still be in business when all their assets were confiscated. In Puerto Rico, been here since 1936, on site where we are since 1958. So the distillery you've seen, what was called the Cathedral of Rum when it was inaugurated by the (laughs) government. Is a registered historic site. It's got the amazing views of the property that you've seen. This is a 127-acre certified conservation site, a lot of greenery, waterfront, all of that. But yeah, so Bacardi started in Cuba, became a multinational, and now over 85% of the Bacardi rum sold around the world is made right here in Catania. Very interesting. So you, I mean, it's really state-of-the-art facility, right? And you guys are going to be doing some upgrades and remodeling over the course of the next couple of years? Yeah, everything, right? So that from expanding aging warehouses on site, there are almost half a million barrels of aging rum. Wow. Tropical aging, as we call it. Good rum. Yes. (laughs) People come here and the angels share, right? So part of the essence of rum is that the aging spirits evaporate a lot more quickly in the Caribbean than, say, whiskey in, in Scotland because of the heat. So the angels share. The angels in Puerto Rico are very happy because they're they're taking a lot of that evaporated rum. But yeah, no, it's absolutely amazing place. So that's cool. So when I was there, we had a private dinner on site and it was at night and it was a gorgeous night. Wind was blowing. It was probably, you know, 70, 70 degrees and just absolutely gorgeous. We took a, a, a tour. We did a rum tasting. There's so many other things you can do. I kind of tell our listeners if they are going to come visit your facility, whether they're going to bring a group there for an event or whether they're just going to come as a guest and a tourist, what they can expect. Yeah. So every guest that arrives is goes to the pavilion where you had your event that is, you know, this amazing waterfront site with a bar where you're going to have a mojito or pina colada daiquiri made with the rum made on site. Right. So that's always kind of a special thing. I've gotten to do that elsewhere as well. And it's great. From there, we offer the legacy tour where you're going to learn about the history, you know, you see a movie, learn a little bit about the elaboration process of the rum, the history of iconic cocktails that were created with Bacardi rum. Yeah, so the is still I remember one of that. Yeah. Ordered cocktails in the entire world every day, every second. So the mojito, the Cuba Libre, the daiquiri, and even the pina colada were all created with Bacardi rum. Wow. So you come and we're going to tell you the story of how that happened and, and where they came from. Uh, well, as well as how to make them and everything. That's on the legacy tour. You get a little taste. We also offer three other experiences that are super popular and awesome. That is a mixology class where you're going to go and you have your own bar station. Nice. Make the cocktails while you learn about them and then drink your own. And yeah, it's very active, dynamic, and a lot of fun. Of course, we offer a rum pasting. So that <laughs> is also... That's always probably always a good time. It's probably no one's ever having a bad time. No, I mean, we've, our mission here is to make people happy. That's, there that's, you what, go. that's what we want to do. That's a, good, that's a good mission in life. That's awesome. Yes, it is. We're so lucky to work in this business. So yeah, rum tasting, of course, is there. And then also the bottle your own, where people can bottle their own bottle of special reserve that's only available here, nowhere else, really special rum. Well, we've also got, you know, Jenga and hula hoops and amazing photo opportunities oh, fun, with fun, photo fun. in the background and just a place that, you know, an adult you know, responsible playground where you just want to liberate, feel great. You're under the sun and the sky here with the salt air and a cocktail. Yeah. Speaking of legacy, you have a legacy cocktail competition that I was really interested when I read about that. Tell us about that because I need to come to that. When is that and what it's about? What is it about? You know, it's super cool. So take a side note to say a little bit about myself, but I joined Bacardi just four years ago and I come from the events and entertainment industry. 
So I you know, hosted, I ran an arena, did thousands of concerts, all of this. And then I went to bartender cocktail competitions. <laughs> so I, I knew oh, parties, wow, I know events. And they are amazing. So if you get the chance, I definitely encourage you to participate. The Bacardi Legacy Competition, like I was saying, these iconic cocktails that we still drink all the time were created with Bacardi. So the competition is to bartenders around the world to create another iconic Oh, wow. How interesting. And create their own legacy. So they can only use five ingredients. Because you think about those cocktails you always order, they're pretty simple. There's amazing cocktail out there with like 20 ingredients that I want to try. But the go-tos are simple, the legacies that last forever, right? And then part of what I love, and we get to host the finals sometimes here, and we receive all these bartenders who are learning and creating, is we also teach them marketing, the branding of it. Bacardi is one of the most known brands in the world. No no question. All these years. So we want to give them those tools as well. So it's an amazing, it's a serious thing. It's education and professionalism in the bartender industry, which is very serious and competitive and sophisticated but also it's the creation of their own legacy cocktail. I've gotten to be a judge. That's, That's great. even better than going to the party. So if you get that. Uh, tough life, tough life. It. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool. So let's get, let's talk a little bit about how the rum's produced. Cause I think we kind of skipped over that. Tell us kind of the process. I mean, the distillery is actually there and it's one of the world's most renowned liquor distilleries on the planet, right? I mean, it's known, it's, you know, you said it's since 1959 there. Is that what you said? 58, yep. 58. So tell us a little bit about it and how the rum is actually produced. And Bacardi, all rum is blended. So Bacardi Carta Blanca Superior, the rum everybody knows and loves, it goes in the mojito that is a clear rum. That is not one rum. That is a blend of rums that have been aged for at least a year. And that is one of the most sold rums in the entire world. There's not computers that are blending that rum. It is the team of blenders here that have to make so much of that product all the same, putting two products together or more. In the case of Superior, rum is made from sugarcane and molasses, right? It's it's the core ingredient. Very proud that Bacardi is one of the leaders of the Bon Sucre certification for molasses, which is that it must be sustainably sourced. Oh, nice. Environmental, but also human level, fair wage and no child labor. Very important. So the molasses goes into the fermentation tank with the yeast. The yeast that Bacardi uses is the same yeast from 1862. That yeast is in a secret vault in the cathedral somewhere. It's a really cool old looking vault. Like you could imagine where something very important would be hidden away behind doors. And, you know, the company and the family have been reproducing that to stay true to this recipe. So the core product of Superior Carta Blanca is the same product that Facundo Bacardi created so long ago. And when he did it, he revolutionized making rum in five ways. So I won't go through all those with you right now. It's part of what, you know, we come, people visit to learn about, but really making it consistent, the same product, clean, clear, sustainable, and and with a unique taste. So you go from fermentation and the distillation, filtration, and then aging. So tropical aging, like I was saying, is kind of a big part of the essence. That original yeast goes through this process. Then it gets aged and blended. So aging in a warehouse in, in Puerto Rico is going to happen about three times as fast as whiskey in Scotland. Oh, wow. When you go into that space, I call it rum saunas because you go in, <laughs> it's very hot, even with the doors open, and you breathe the alcohol in the air as it's evaporating very quickly and doing the magic with the barrels and getting all those flavors and doing their thing. So when the rum comes out of the barrel, we do not touch it until we take it out. It's undisturbed aging. It'll get filtered again. And then the blending team is going to blend it into either that clear rum we know, 
a yeah. four-year-old age drum, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, 16-year-old. Then there's finishing that can be, after you've blended it, you could put it in another barrel to get it more flavors and create all this magical spirits. But it basically goes from molasses and yeast, adding water, distillation, filtration, aging, blending. All right, Wesley, let's talk about something that we talked about earlier, which was sustainability. And I know that you have a passion for it and Bacardi does as well. Talk a little bit about, go a little bit deeper into that, about what uh, Bacardi does to make sure that they produce a sustainable product. Yes, it's something I would love to talk about all day. So I'll try to see how it's even harder than making brief the rum making process because it's a lot and it's a yeah. core value of the company. Absolutely. It's so important when you're producing at the level that we are. So there's a lot of really big things that are a little bit less interesting to hear about on a quick podcast that's related to, to fun stuff. But that fermentation process that we were talking about, when it finishes its cycle, it turns into cogeneration of our own electricity. So capturing byproducts. Heat, oh, that's all- amazing. Yeah. So we are producing our own electricity that about, let me say 65% to make sure I'm not exaggerating of the electricity we're using on site for making the rum comes from co-generating from the fermentation process. So that's amazing. And the technical part is really interesting, but I'll also say yeah, doing that. Not that's amazing. On site, you would have seen, and everyone is about as close as you're going to get to windmills, right? Sometimes yep. you see them at the distance, but here you can go right up to ours. They're a little smaller than the ones you see today because they were some of the first windmills on the island. They are a little vintage, but from doing that and really being a leader, Molasses, so many other things. The parts that are related to the experience and that I really uh, get excited about is that as people come to visit us, I like to do, I like to say that my career is about education through entertainment. Like while you're having fun, I'm going to try to teach you some things. So as people arrive here, they're going to be like, how come I don't get a straw? Well, because plastics, we don't support that, you know, or hey, you guys used to give this acrylic cup. But single-use plastics, they weren't all making at home. Now we're using compostable. You know, like the company has a really strong commitment and all kinds of programs to reducing plastic waste in the ocean and in general. We get to tell them about those programs and introduce new habits for how you can consume and enjoy and, and be perfectly happy without some of those things that might not be so sustainable and introduce different options. So we have all the different kinds of straws for people to try. You can try the, one, the edible one, the metal one, like all of them. You can. We want you to try them. So that seems simple, right? But it's we're receiving a couple hundred thousand people a year that we get to talk. It makes to a difference, right? Yeah. Same thing with our cups, with all of the, we have a lot of branded goods and things like that. Working with those suppliers, not only so that the item is sustainable, but so that when it arrives to us, it's not all packaged in single-use plastic, right? So the company, from water use to things that are really high volume, like the molasses and, and impactful in a whole supply chain way, to those things that we do that are consumer facing and we can engage with, it's part of the entire journey here. And what we talk to people about and then invite them to new ways to bring it into their life. So it's, yeah, it's a huge part of the company. We are, I have the honor of doing a fair amount of speaking on behalf of the company about our commitment to the UN Sustainable Development Goals and being a leader in that. The company has recently partnered with a company to create the first completely biodegradable bottle. It's a plastic, it's a plastic replacement. completely fantastic. And we'll be the first ones who are the partner with the company who created it to make it possible to bring it to market. So like I said, I can go on and on. There's so many examples and it's something I'm that makes me and I know thousands of the other employees in the company really proud to, to be part of it. That's awesome. Well, Wesley, thank you so much for your time today. 
Where can people follow you and Casa Bacardi to learn more on social media? Well, both of us are pretty easy to find. Casa Bacardi and Google will, will bring you to us. .com will get you there too. Social media on Facebook with Casa Bacardi is really nice because it's all about the people too. So we invite everyone to engage. LinkedIn, if they want to hear about more business to business and the events possibilities here, but connect with us anywhere. And I'm Wesley Elizabeth Cullen in my profiles. I'm the lady with the shirt, blonde hair, and then should pop up there because it's not such a typical name. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks so much for your time. We can't wait to come visit again. Wesley Elizabeth Cullen, thanks for joining us today. Yes, we will be waiting for you. Thank you, Andy. At AMI, we're passionate about meeting connections that change lives. For over 20 years, we have traveled our clients all over the globe, supporting their business goals and helping them stand apart. From hotel sourcing to audiovisual magic, we'll make your corporate meeting or event second to none. Go to AmericanMeetings.com to learn more. American Meetings, AMI, meeting planning perfected. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Puerto Rico. And I'm very excited to have our next guest. Our next guest is actually the CEO of Discover Puerto Rico. Welcome, Brad Dean. Hey, buenos dias from Puerto Rico. Great to join you today. Why should people include frequent travelers, Puerto Rico, on their list of destinations to travel to? You know, Todd, so many people have, I think, learned in recent years just how convenient Puerto Rico has become. A lot of people didn't realize that Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. until Hurricane Maria hit. And of course, it's been a territory of the U.S. for over a century. And I think what Puerto Rico offers is a really unique mix. First and foremost, as you said, you have the convenience and all the amenities of traveling within the U.S. So no passport, no currency exchange. Most importantly, your phone works when you get off the plane. And so all of that makes it really seamless and convenient, really just like traveling through any other airport in the U.S. I think what really separates Puerto Rico is a couple of things. One it offers this rich, vibrant culture. A lot of that stems from our history and heritage of Spanish, African, and Indian heritage, which fuses together in a really special and magnificent way. And you see it in the art, you hear it in the music, you taste it in the food. And of course, with the near-perfect weather and the beautiful scenery and some amazing experiences from the only rainforest in the U.S. forest system to three of the world's five bioluminescent bays, if you're looking to relax and unwind or to really get out and connect with nature, just have a great time, Puerto Rico offers all of that. But of course, the convenience and ease of traveling in the United States and a great flight access from just about every major market in the U.S. So I'm going to throw out some activities and tell me a little bit about each of those activities as they relate to Puerto Rico and different areas within Puerto Rico. Uh, San Juan is obviously very well known, but there are so many other spots around the island some a little more remote. Depending on what you're looking for, I think you'll find it. But let's talk about just some of the recommended group activities. So, you know, we have beaches and water sports. So if someone's really looking for those, where do you recommend that they check out? Well, of course, being on an island, we've got 300 miles of beautiful beaches all throughout. And you're never far away from the beaches or the mountains in Puerto Rico. And the great thing is there's some beaches that are somewhat secluded. So if you're Group activity needs some, maybe a little more remoteness. You want that feel of a resort, but yet you don't want to be too far away from the restaurants, the nightlife, or the airport. We certainly have some great venues there along the eastern coast, uh, places like uh, the Wyndham Rio Mar, which has one of the largest ballrooms on the island, but yet beautiful access to the beach. And they're right up against uh, El Junque, 
the natural rainforest. So that's a great opportunity to experience Mother Nature while having a great meeting. And you can get out on that beach and not just stroll along and enjoy the beautiful scenery, but a lot of activities that built in there, whether you're wanting to go kayaking or paddle boarding, or maybe you're looking to take a group out on a catamaran, all kinds of opportunities there on the eastern part. Of course, on the western coast is the surfing capital. And if you're like me, you like to watch the surfers, not necessarily test those waves, but there's a lot of activities in and around there. And then, of course, we can't overlook the southern coast as well. And we've got some great hotels and venues on the southern coast centered around the Ponce area. So regardless of what you're looking for, if your group just wants to experience the beach, you want to get out and put your toes in the sand and feel that surf and the warm ocean breezes. If you want that backdrop for a great group picture, any one of our properties, both in the metro area and outside the metro area, can accommodate whatever you're looking for and make you feel right at home. Now, let's talk about an activity that people may not associate with Puerto Rico, and that is like eco-adventures. We did a group and we did ATV rides up in the mountains and horseback riding. So, Tell us a little bit, because it is so unique that you do have the mountains and the ability to do like zip lining and caving. Tell us a little bit about what's off the beach in terms of eco-adventure. Yeah, you know, Todd, I think you've touched on one of the things that most people just don't realize about Puerto Rico unless they've spent some time here, is that in this relatively compact island, 100 miles by 30 miles, we have actually six ecosystems. So, of course, you've got the plainlands, which border up to the beach and the coral reef, and the ocean. Both of those are extraordinary. But inland, you have mountains and, of course, the rainforest. And not too far from the rainforest, you have a desert forest. So all of these ecosystems are really very special, the way Mother Nature has curated them. And yet we have activities that you can enjoy both individually or couples, families, but also as groups. So you mentioned the ATV tours, which I think is one of the most fun. And if you're looking for an adrenaline experience, Toro Verde Adventure Park is definitely worth the time. A great team building activity. Of course, they've got the monster. It's the longest zip line this part of the hemisphere. But they've got some other activities more attuned to groups and those of us who don't want to fly through the air at 80 miles an hour. So that's a great one as well. And, you know, one of the most special activities that I think is great for anyone coming, whether it's a couple, a family or a group activity, is experiencing the bioluminescent bays. And it's just an amazing experience, the likes of which you just won't find anywhere else. And as a group, you can kayak out in the early evening and enjoy these extraordinary views. It's like watching a fireworks show underwater. And of course, as I mentioned, there's only five bioluminescent bays in the world and three are here in Puerto Rico. So all of these really give planners a great assortment of activities, both before, during, and after the event. Let's talk about the food. Obviously, Spanish heritage, different Latin flavors. Um, tell us about the culinary experience in, in Puerto Rico. Gastronomy in Puerto Rico has really come a long way in the last few years. We saw several world-renowned chefs who either returned to Puerto Rico or doubled down after Hurricane Maria and not only expanded the number of restaurants, but expanded some of the culinary offerings that were here, but maybe in limited fashion. So if you're looking for great restaurants, especially in the metro area, you have a wide assortment. One of my favorites is a 1919 restaurant, over 100 years old. Uh, it has a star uh, Michelin-rated chef, Juan Jose Cuevas, who is really an artist. We call him a chef, but he's an artist in the kitchen. And anytime you go there, you are just bound to just enjoy an extraordinary meal. Both the food and the spirits are just perfectly aligned. What neighborhood is 1919 in? So this is in the Condado. It's actually located in the Condado Vanderbilt Hotel. 
and extraordinary restaurant and several other restaurants right in close proximity there. Of course, Distrito T-Mobile restaurant retail entertainment complex is just beginning to open up. And that also offers an assortment of restaurants at all different levels and all different themes, but unique restaurants. We're not talking about chain restaurants or anything you'll find elsewhere. Unique restaurants that you'll only find in Puerto Rico. In fact, a couple of cases right in that location and extraordinary dining experiences. But you know, it doesn't have to be fancy fine dining restaurants. Some of the best food I find are these authentic, genuine street vendors and kiosks like Lote 23, which is sort of a food court for authentic, genuine cuisine, has that special Caribbean flavor, but with a Puerto Rico twist. And if you want to experience that in amidst uh, the history and culture of Puerto Rico, you can drive not too far from the airport into Piñones and visit the kioscos, the little kiosk in Piñones. So just imagine all of these little kiosks lined up all along the beachfront, cooking these amazing treats from Puerto Rico. It's just a, 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 it's really a food lover's paradise in Puerto Rico. And you mentioned the spirits, you know, you don't want to lose the opportunity to visit a bar like La Factoria, which is a historic bar. It was featured in the Despacito video. And of course, Casa Bacardi, 70% of the world's rum is made here in Puerto Rico. So visiting the Bacardi experience or some of the other rum distilleries gives you an appreciation for the art, the history, and creativity that goes into making rum, but also tasting some of the wonderful concoctions made here in Puerto Rico. Absolutely. Now let's talk about signature events in Puerto Rico. You've got three King's Day festivals. What are some standout festivals that someone could actually plan an entire trip on and really get an amazing cultural experience as well? Yeah, you mentioned Three Kings Day. It's interesting that Puerto Rico has the longest holiday season. We don't miss the opportunity to celebrate holidays. So really from November through Three Kings Day, which is January 6th, wide assortment of activities and festivals all throughout the island. But there's plenty of opportunities to celebrate other times as well. Of course, the high season for us is typically that winter season. But throughout all of the island, including Vieques and Culebra, the two islands off the main island, there are festivals and events pretty much every part of the year. And you can find a lot more about that on our calendar of events at discoverpuertorico.com. Some of the major events we've hosted, of course, one that you might have seen on television is the Puerto Rico Open. It, it did return this year. It's a great golf tournament. It features some of the up-and-coming stars in the PGA. And we're excited that tournament has renewed its contract. So it'll be coming back to Puerto Rico again for several years. And just recently, we were really honored to host FIBA. This is the International Federation of Basketball. It's like the NBA on the global level. And one of our local properties, the Verdanza Hotel, actually created the bubble, which housed all of these players from different countries. And it went superbly. And when you think about the challenge of hosting all of these athletes coming from all around the world, playing these very competitive games right here in Puerto Rico, it gave us a chance to prove that Puerto Rico can deliver for event organizers and planners and rights holders at the highest of levels. So whether you've got a major event that's attracting global attention, whether you're just looking to experience some of the events that already occur, the festivals and whatnot, Puerto Rico certainly is not going to miss the opportunity to show you what it has, not only here in the metro area, but all throughout the 78 municipalities in Puerto Rico. Brad, thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining us on Destination Everywhere. And where can people go find you, social media, and see what's happening and, and see what's coming down the pipe? Yeah, you can check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, of course, and the best resource for exploring and planning your next getaway to Puerto Rico or a group event 
is discoverpuertorico.com. Reach out to us through our social media or website. We're happy to assist you. And Todd, we look forward to welcoming you in person to Puerto Rico and saying bienvenidos to you and all of your followers. Well, we look forward to getting there and hearing the welcome. So Brad, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the best of luck and we'll be right back with more Destination Everywhere. All right, everyone, that wraps it up for Destination Everywhere, Puerto Rico. You got to visit such a fantastic island. And thanks for joining us. And we'd also like to thank our team here at Destination Everywhere. We'd like to thank Chris Jordan, our copywriter, Andy Fernandez, our creative director, Mercy Erler, our marketing director, and of course, Lauren Campbell, our amazing podcast producer. So please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred podcast app or by going to www.destination-everywhere.com. So we look forward to speaking with you next time on Destination Everywhere. Safe travels. You've just tuned in to another episode of Destination Everywhere with travel and hospitality entrepreneurs, Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. To access the show notes and other helpful resources, visit destination-everywhere.com. Join us again next week for another bucket list filled show as we feature another travel-worthy destination. Until next time, travel well and be safe out there.